This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. One that everybody wants, me. You're gonna acknowledge me. Everybody, it is that time once again. The second biggest event of the year for WWE, arguably. SummerSlam is just two days away as, as I record this. And <clears throat> tonight I've got somebody that hasn't been with me in several months. Now, you just heard from Mr. and Mrs. Casual Wrestling Fan last night on the mailbag. But he's doing double duty tonight with me to cover SummerSlam. And I'm excited to talk about SummerSlam. And overall, I, I need to ask you, Mr. Casual Wrestling Fan, First of all, welcome back. I'm glad to do a show with you again. But also, are you just as a whole? Are you excited about SummerSlam? Yes, I mean, I'm I'm ready. I'll say that I'm ready to see SummerSlam. You know, I'm looking forward to some good surprises. Hopefully, you know, Becky Bianca will be a great match. You know, obviously we the one, so I'm rooting for Roman. You know, I'm 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 generally pretty happy with the card. You know, it could be better, but hey, take what we can get. And I think there's going to be some surprises uh, along the way. I don't think that what you see is what you get. Obviously, a match was canceled. We'll talk about that with Riddle and Rollins, which is making a lot of people sad. But I think there's a plan there, uh, as I don't think the injury excuse is real. So we'll talk about that. Um, But first, you and I have to get to one quick email that was missed, my own fault, that uh, you guys didn't answer last night. And we'll get to that email right now, guys, and then we'll dive right into SummerSlam, and a lot of this does have to do with SummerSlam, so here we go. Uh, this email comes to us from, let's see, it comes to us from Permafire Kyle. So uh, it comes, to, and he says, hey, everyone, it's the return of Permafire Kyle. I can't say it. I don't even know what Permafire means. Maybe I'm the only one. Permafire Kyle, once again, after an insane week of wrestling news, before I get started with my SummerSlam predictions, I need to address something about Miss Melbo. Oh, here we go. Uh, here we go, guys. The feud continues. Mrs. Dennis McGinley and her one-woman faction with just her in it as that one woman. She doesn't keep my podcast family, which is the casual wrestling family, out of her mouth. So if Mr. Casual Wrestling Fan is up for it, at the next premium live event, which I believe is Clash at the Castle, he's going to challenge Dennis McGinley to bring his her purse and find a tag team partner of her choosing to face me and Mr. Casual Wrestling Fan in an intergender tag team match. And yes, I said intergender because it's for the young lady, Mrs. Dennis McGinley. I, before I get to the next paragraph and finish out the email, do you have anything to say to this uh, this this feud going on here? I'm going to be brief. Shout out to my boy, New York Kyle, a.k.a. Permafire Kyle. We don't mess with Miss Dennis McGinley. She sucks. She's nothing. And I know she's listening. So guess what? You know what you can do. We got two words for you, but I'm not going to say it on PG. <laughs> Once, yeah, when, maybe when WWE turns TV 14, we'll, we'll change the rating of this show. Um, but <laughs> for now, yeah. Okay, okay cool. Uh, anyway, now for the predictions. Let me say first that I'm writing this on Tuesday, so any matches that happened that day after that day could get announced i will miss first off the mysterios versus finn balor and damian priest of the judgment day in a no dq tag team match i think the judgment day win will win by rhea ripley's interference and possibly dominic turning on his dad since it didn't happen on raw next up is logan paul versus the miz of which i really don't care about i think logan logan wins 
and you know how WWE is with celebrities. Now, uh, or next is Pat McAfee versus Happy Corbin. I think Pat McAfee will win because everyone loves him, and he, he is way more over than Corbin is, if Corbin even is over at all. Next is Riddle and Seth, and I'm going to ignore the rest of this uh, Permafire Kyle because this match isn't happening. I know that you're saying Seth needs victory. We'll, we'll talk more about that later. Next up is Liv versus Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Unfortunately, I think Rousey's going to win because I think WWE sees Liv as a transitional champion. And I know you guys don't like Liv, but come on, be honest. Would you rather have Ronda as champion again? Next yes. up, yeah, I, I, oh yeah, no, 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 I, I, I'm with you. And and here's the thing, Kyle. I have to say before I continue with the the uh, end of your email here, I'm not gonna uh, ask Mr. Kyle's wrestling fan about every one of these because we're getting to every one of these in our predictions. So uh, that that would be a bit counterproductive, I think, if we answered our thoughts on every one of your predictions. So, uh, okay, so next up, Bianca and Becky for this Raw Women's Championship. Permafire Kyle, I'm just going to call him Kyle, thinks that Bianca Belair retains here, but there is going to be a double turn, and Bianca turns heel while Becky turns face. Bobby Lashley versus Theory for the United States Championship. I think Bobby Lashley will retain, but Theory will uh, be back on the show later on, which he'll get to. And next is the Usos and the Street Profits for the Tag Team Championship. This is a rematch from Money in the Bank, but this time the special guest referee, uh, J E double F J A double R E double T Jeff Jarrett. I think the Usos will get a clean win this time with no shoulders up to retain. And finally, our main event Roman versus Brock for the final time, hopefully in a last man standing match for the undisputed championship. I think Roman retains and the Usos stop theory from cashing in, but they stop him before he net before he actually cashes in, so he still has the briefcase. So uh, any thoughts? I know, again, it's kind of hard to respond to that because we're going to get to our predictions, but do you have a general reaction to all that? I'm going to keep it very concise. Give me 30 seconds. Judgment Day, Vegas agrees with you. Oh, Pat Mack, Vegas agrees with you. Logan Paul, Vegas agrees with you. Bianca Belair, Vegas agrees with you. Usos, Vegas agrees with you. Roman Reigns, Vegas agrees with you. And Liv Morgan... Vegas disagrees with you. Liv is the slight favorite. Go ahead, man. All right. So before I go, Mr. Kaiser Wrestling Fan asked in Discord, who would you rather have as champion, Brock Lesnar or Theory? Even though I think it's too soon for Theory, we have seen it too many times on Brock. So I would have to go with Theory. Also, just curious, what are your guys' thoughts on Vince retiring and Triple H taking over as head of creative? I'm very excited. That's all for me this week. Talk to everyone next time, and all of you baby faces, stay permafire. So uh, there you go, Miss Guys Wrestling Fan. So he'd rather have Theory if it was a choice, and also he wants to know your thoughts, because I've given it a million times. I'm not going to re-give it. Uh, but what are your thoughts also on Vince retiring and Triple H taking over as head of creative? All right. Let me give it to you like this. Um, we talked about this briefly on the Mailbag Takeover show. Um, first off, I don't, and I'm only talking about this McMahon professionally. I'm not getting into no personal whatever's in the news. Just him wrestling professionally. I think this McMahon obviously changed the game. He changed wrestling for what it is today. Now, this might be a little different than how most people feel. Wrestling could get worse or stay the same. I mean, I know everybody's saying, yeah, Triple H, woohoo, Triple H. Um, Triple H is Vince McMahon off the Vince McMahon tree, technically. 
I mean, Stephanie McMahon, his daughter, is running it. Will it be some difference? Yes. But will wrestling improve just because of somebody else? I'm not ready to say that. I mean, so I ain't going to go deep on that. I'm going to keep it pretty brief. Um, also, I'm going to throw the uh, question to you, Matt. If Roman had to lose the belt, would you rather go to Brock or would you rather go to Theory? I wouldn't even have to think about it. It'd be Theory. I mean, Thank that's you. not even that's not even like a to me a, a thought in my mind. I mean, no, Theory, 100. percent Would I would I want that choice? I wouldn't want it, but it's an easy decision given those two. Yeah. So. Uh, and and last question before we move on, because I just want to put this out there for all the fans to hear your opinion on this. Do you think Liv Morgan is credible? <sighs> Boy, that's honestly, uh, honestly, no, I don't. Uh, I mean, if, if you're going to put a gun in my head, I don't. The reason I don't is she – when she was facing Becky Lynch, she lost – when she got her uh, women's championship match, I think it was like earlier this year or late last year, she was actually in the women's title picture. She lost several times to Liv Morgan. She barely does get victories, and when she does, it's only when they were putting her in place to win the Money in the Bank briefcase and then win the championship that night. Honestly, no, because when you look at her as champion – this isn't to say I don't like her or that she can't get credibility, but she spent 95% of her career not feeling credible. She spent 95% of her career, and this is no fault of her own, a lot of it's creative, but she spent most of her career in the dark where she is just you know, part of, of, of a group that WWE uses to elevate other women. She has been essentially an enhancement talent for most of her career. And then she wins the briefcase. And she can cut a good promo. I do like that about her, but she suddenly wins the briefcase and then cashes in at the most opportune time where we're supposed to feel that that's a credible win. No, it's not. Uh, it's not a credible win, which is why that match is designed for a heel. The, most of the time, Money in the Bank matches are designed for heels to win because you want to take advantage of somebody when they're at their weakest. That's what heels do. So when a babyface does it, it's like, oh, okay, well, that's the rules of the briefcase. But at the same time, you're like, she's never won a championship. And if this is the only way she can win a championship is when somebody is has already been beaten down and has an injury, that does kind of eat away the credibility. So does she have no credibility? No, but she doesn't have enough to be champion. That's what I don't think. I mean, other than longevity. Okay, she's been there a while, right? Well, so is Dana Brooke, but. <laughs> and our truth and i love our truth a whole lot more god i love our truth he is if our truth and i'm not i don't want to get on a tangent but i just want to say quickly about our truth if wwe ever really wanted to make him champion i think they could do it i mean yeah i mean he i think is one of the most underutilized talent that wwe has ever had he is genuinely funny he, they don't have to try to make him funny. He's actually a good dude. His story is a lot of fun to, or really just amazing to watch. If you watch the 24/7 on Our Truth, it's awesome. Uh, you know, he is he is a guy that you know you can respect, or, or that you don't have to worry about from a PR perspective. Uh, and he has got a, an actual connection with the fans. The fans would go crazy if Our Truth ever won the championship. It'll never happen, but yeah, he's a he's a missed opportunity. So. All right, let's get into the actual card here, uh, SummerSlam card. As uh, And again, guys, I want to preface this. If you're listening to this after SmackDown that is going to air tomorrow night, that's at least when we record this, uh, we have not seen any changes or modifications to what happened on SmackDown, if there are any last-minute ones. We do know about the Seth Rollins and Riddle cancellation, so uh, we can speculate about who Rollins' opponent is. But let's start with it and... Uh, let's see, where do I want to start? Uh, 
as my computer just froze because I, I got the latest card here um, and my computer froze. So hang on with me, guys. I am clicking on it now. I'm going to a different site. CBS Sports just uh, kind of gave me a Oh, there we go. Okay. The Mysterios versus Finn Balor and Damian Priest. No DQ match. Mr. Casual Wrestling Fan, what is your official prediction for this match? My official prediction goes to the judgment day. You know, I'm I'm a big proponent of when Ed was in the group. That's when I feel like the group was on point fire. Since then they've lost a lot of momentum, losing to the Mysterios several weeks in a row. I'm really not a big fan of Finn Balor even being the group. I don't really like the heel gimmick. You know, give me normal Finn or Demon Finn, but this new heel Finn's not really doing it for me. I mean, Damian Priest has the voice, he has the look, but I feel like he needs Edge. Rhea's back, which helps a lot, but the group without Edge just lost a lot of steam. They was they was hot. I mean, a hundred degrees when Edge was there, and then. When they took Edge out the group, everybody was like, what's going on? And they haven't even followed it up to make the group look as dominant. But I think they'll get the win over the Mysterios due to Dom turning on Ray. And Ray might be going for the hot tag, and Dom hops off the apron, shakes his head no. You know, they beat down Ray, and then Dom gives him the concerto to finish the, the complete heel turn. So that's my prediction. What about you, Matt? Yeah, that's that's actually almost nearly identical to my pick. Uh, and uh, here's what I'll say, too. So first of all, let me just say, yes, Mysterios do lose here, and it is because of the Dominic turn. But if Dominic doesn't turn and they just flat out just lose to the Judgment Day, and, you know, th- there's also that scenario, I think one way or the other, the Mysterios lose. But to me, if they don't do the Dom turn here, they're never doing it. It's the perfect opportunity. Monday was also a perfect opportunity. It was Ray's 20th anniversary. They're in Madison Square Garden. His whole family's there. What better way to turn on your father and ruin his entire night than than turning on your dad and going to the dark side? It, it, it really just was a a storyline that was missed but there's an opportunity of course at SummerSlam on a big stage and I hope it is Dom turning it would instantly make him like a thousand times more interesting from a character perspective than he is now Um, and I think there's stuff you can pull from now the other side of this is the Mysterios still lose it's just a flat out uh, loss to the Judgment Day and then they go for the beatdown both of them are about to get concertoed by uh, you know uh, Finn and Damian and Rhea and then Edge's music hits, whatever music that's going to be. He comes out to make the save, and that's what I think is going to happen. So did you say that you think Edge is going to return in some form or fashion here, too? I didn't say that, but I would like that. I just Maybe I just sound bad when I say this as a fan. I want Edge back in the group. <laughs> I don't care how to get him back in the group or yeah. give me anything. I want him back as the leader of the group. They lost so much steam without him. They need Edge back. Or maybe he needs to make his own faction. But the music isn't the same without Edge. You know, it... Anyway, but yeah, so... Can we get an Edge surprise? Yes, we could. And he could come in there to run interference to stop him from beating down Ray and Dom. But I just want to see Dom turn. I'm I'm tired of Dom. And if he's not going to turn, then I don't know what's left for him. I don't know. I don't know what what other, what there is to do with Dominic. I mean, he he doesn't look the part. He he seriously, and I've said this. He looks like you know he's fresh off you know junior prom. He he's got a young look that doesn't it doesn't give him any advantage. He's got height, that's fine, but that also that's not saying much standing next to Rey Mysterio, who's like five five or five six. 
Um, but he, he, you know, there, he needs facial hair. He needs muscle mass. He needs a character. He needs an actual like personality. I just want to shake him and be like, there's got to be something in there. And, and he just is just so bland and he's good in the ring, but he's living off the Mysterio name. And, and, and that's, you know, I think there's more to this and I hope they do this, but, uh, you're right about the judgment day about edge. I have never seen a group feel like I feel like they have so much potential and they just slice the knees off of the whole group for seemingly no reason. I don't understand the need to do that when Edge was on fire every single week and he was helping build stars. And just as I'm like, all right, they're starting to get some nice momentum. I could see this being a group that's going to last a year, a year and a half. And boom, Edge gets ousted. Everyone's like, what the heck? Like that's they're going to turn Edge back to a baby face. That's what it seems like. But I think there is a small possibility of Edge coming back and then rejoining where you think he's going to get revenge. And he's just like, no, he's like, thank you for beating the weakness out of me. I mean, it's possible. But uh, any final thoughts on this before we move on? Just to say, I did not like Edge as a baby face. You know, I come on here and I ran about Edge. <laughs> I don't like it. When he turned heel, you got Mr. Casares and fans. So anything with Edge, just please make him heal. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't make him face. I don't want to hear you think you know me anymore. I mean, to be fair, that will happen before he truly hangs up the boots. I mean, that, yes. that that song, it'll happen probably at the tail end of his career when he truly does want to retire. That That is his, his iconic song. I mean, so I think he'll eventually come full circle. But right now, uh, Heel Edge, we didn't even get a chance to see it breathe. We saw hints of greatness. He cut his hair. He came out with the dark suits. He had cut awesome promos every week, helping build, you know, the the younger stars, and and it just makes no sense. So I, I you're right. I hope it's a false babyface return where he edges back and everyone's cheering and you think he's gonna get revenge, and what he does is actually hit the concerto himself on Ray and Dominic. That I would love, where you know people think he's the White Knight and he's actually like a you know a sheep, a wolf in sheep's clothing or something. Uh, so totally with you on that. How about Logan Paul versus The Miz? Probably the least interesting matchup on the entire card, but maybe you feel differently. I, I'm going to be honest. Obviously, we know Logan Paul is Miz Cash. I want him heal. I wish they would have him and The Miz be together. I like their camaraderie together. He gets heat. Now, picking the match is tough because WWE loves they, they Hollywood people. The Miz rarely wins. Um, so I guess I go Logan Paul. Last night I said to me is unofficially, but this tonight we'll go Logan Paul. Ugh. It's not an easy one. You're right. I mean, here's the thing. I think WWE is going to have a real interesting time dealing with the crowd that's going to absolutely crap all over this match. And I don't mean it in a way that's going to, they're going to just, they're going to try to hijack it but more of tell WWE who should be babyface and heel because trying to get Logan Paul to be liked is really difficult. He's inherently a very unlikable person. He's a social media star, 20-some million subscribers on YouTube, all all the rest, millionaire, uh, and very successful athlete, all that, and that's great, but that's not relatable for 95% of people. And he's got an arrogance about him, and why he's not being, uh, why they haven't turned him babyface or heel Makes no sense. They tried on Raw at Madison Square Garden, and I think that was a foreshadowing of things to come at SummerSlam. I think SummerSlam, 
it's going to be like 80-20 uh, against Logan Paul. I think that he's going to get booed out of the building. I think Miz is going to get cheered out of respect. Even though the Miz is a decent heel on the mic, he knows how to get a crowd angry. I think it's going to be Logan Paul getting booed out of the building. Do you? Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Do you think the crowd is going to go along with the Logan Paul as a babyface? Okay, now I'll say this. They are having it here in Nashville. Nashville is a very traditional wrestling city where they will boo heels and cheer the face even if they don't agree with them. But even in this market, I, I still think Logan gets booed. I mean, you can't help but go for the Miz who's been there all the time. Now, when Logan comes out, he might initially get a mix, but I think when the match happens, the crowd are told to be on the Miz side. I hope so. I, I'm not a Miz fan. Everyone knows that, but I, I do think there's a respect factor there. And, you know, when you look at the, the whole celebrity factor, he's, he is a celebrity, but he signed a long-term contract. This isn't the typical celebrity come in for WrestleMania, make them look good, promote whatever movie or product that they have, and then they go away. That, that That's that's not what Logan Paul is right now. He's actually signed a multi-year deal with WWE, so he shouldn't get that celebrity typical, like, like force field around him. And I also think that given the demo that's at major events like SummerSlam, you have the older crowd. You don't have typically a lot of families because it's, number one, super expensive to, to bring your entire family with kids and everything to these events. And uh, these events just, I think, are more attractive to the demo that's in you, your age group, my age group, and, and male. I think that's what it's going to be, which tells you that this crowd, I don't think, is going to really be on Logan Paul's side. I'm very interested to hear the reaction. I think Logan Paul is going to get destroyed, uh, and, I, and you know, rightfully so, because he should be a heel. So, Exactly. I hope he does. Um, I'm right. I, I want the Miz to win, honestly, in my heart, you know. <laughs> and I will boo Logan Paul from a you know, form of respect, you know. And maybe, I don't know what they're going to do with this, but this was dumb. Whoever idea was to make him face, I don't, I don't get it. Well, they figure the Miz is is somebody that can get anyone, get any crowd to boo him. But I think they're missing the fact that the demographic at SummerSlam and the fact that this this is a guy that's super unlikable, not relatable. They've kind of dismissed them or minimized those factors, and I think they shouldn't have. Oh, but by the way, yeah, my pick is also Logan Paul. I think Logan Paul does win this. It's his debut one-on-one match. It's against the Miz. Miz can take any loss at this point in his career. So, yeah. So you and I right now, crazily, are on the same page. So far, two for two. Logan Paul probably does win here. Uh, All right. Now things get a little interesting. Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship. What's your thoughts? Yeah. Can we go to another one? (laughs) (laughs) Audible. (laughs) I can call it Audible. If you want me to go to – I I, I can if you want. Honestly, I haven't even peaked. (laughs) All right. All right. I'll give you time to think. Uh, or at least you want, I'll give you my pick. I'll give you my okay. pick, and then that'll give you time to think. So, okay. This one's difficult. Very difficult. And you, you said that you uh, – I mean, you actually looked at the Vegas odds, and the Vegas odds probably do favor Becky, right? Um, Bianca. Or Bianca. Bianca oh, Bianca. Okay. Well, I'm going against the Vegas odds then. I'm going to say Becky Lynch Ooh. regains the women's championship. Be- number one, Bianca Belair as a babyface is getting very uh, – boring or not boring uh, frustrating it's getting repetitive i think they've squeezed all the juice out of her babyface character at least this version of it that they can uh and she hasn't done really much of anything 
since she became champion. She occasionally sits at ringside to watch matches. She'd done that like for four weeks in a row at one point. Doesn't go on commentary. Says the same old slogans over and over. She's the EST, the best, the fastest, the greatest, the strongest, all that. Super heel, by the way. Um, and she doesn't really do much of anything. And this past week, Becky Lynch comes out, just comes out, and this is what a babyface would do, and just starts beating the hell out of Bianca. No backup, just her, and just starts brawling with Bianca. And uh, that's, to me, uh, the sign, I think, of a hint. If you're looking for something of a double turn, double turns aren't easy to do. They're very difficult to do, but uh, I think the writing is on the wall here. Becky Lynch is somebody that no one really wanted to boo in the first place. She hasn't had a very successful heel run as much in terms of when you compare it to her babyface run. I also think that the music they've used for Becky Lynch has contributed to the fact that they that that the people don't want to boo that it's, it's such a babyface song that you you just it's like a Pavlovian response like people want to cheer it uh, and she's easy to like people gravitated towards her to for that whole uh, you know babyface run they they the fans pretty much willed WWE forced them to put her in the main event and. I think that Bianca Belair, again, is much better suited to be a heel right now. There's arrogance on her that she's suppressing. And the last, so, so my pick is Becky. And the last thing I'll say, the last reason I think that they're going to do a double turn here is because they're going to set up for Ronda Becky at WrestleMania. And Ronda will be a heel. Hint, hint in my pick later in the show that Becky and Ronda will finally, finally have their one-on-one match at WrestleMania with Becky as a babyface, Ronda as a heel, as it should be. And they, they'll establish those roots at SummerSlam. So Becky Lynch is my pick. I hope I gave you enough time. I, I like <laughs> I like what you said, but maybe I'm on the other side. I like Becky as a heel. I mean, I hated her heel run at first. This guy's a wrestling fan was a big Becky fan. When she came back, she liked the heel run. But Becky has really, I think, hit her stride as a heel. Like she said, she's no little blue choo-choo, you know. (laughs) (laughs) She really is in that, and I ain't trying to compare it because that's her you know, husband, but she's in that Seth Rollins type of role where she's doing great work. The fans like her. They respect the work she's doing. You know, she's on another level. And as far as Bianca goes, you know, she – I hate it because I do like Bianca's gimmick. You know, she needs a lot of credit because – for her to take her gimmick and make it face, as you said, it's normally what Eels would say, and she puts a great face, you know, gimmick on it to make people cheer her. Now, I'm not a big proponent of the double turn. You know, I think they should leave Becky Hill. I'm totally okay with turning Bianca Hill. You know, I would like to see that too. But, so this, I guess, gets to my pick. I think it'll stay where it's supposed to. It's going to stay with Bianca. She retains um, I want to see Bianca Rhea. You know, I think that's the match that I'm looking forward to. Not at WrestleMania. Hopefully, the next couple PLEs let Rhea take it off of Bianca. Because right now, Rhea needs to be established, especially if they're going with this Judgment Day group. So give me Bianca. Maybe a heel turn for Bianca, but leave Becky heel. I love to heel Becky. Hey, that's my <laughs> two cents on it. That yeah, I mean, I forgot about the Rhea factor. Now that she's back, and they never got to that, I don't know how you do a Bianca heel, uh, you know, Rhea heel matchup. You can't. So yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a that's probably the strongest argument to to keep Bianca as champion is that we got to get Rhea Bianca at some point. 
Um, I mean, you could still do the matchup even if uh, Bianca's not a champion, but yeah, you're right. I think that's that's a strong case. I'm going to stick by my guns and say Becky uh, gains the championship. Bianca Belair, uh, you know, is is probably going to get booed. I mean, even if the double turn isn't officially happening, you don't see it like very obviously. I think the crowd is going to not be super friendly with Bianca. It's probably going to be a very very mixed crowd where it's like kind of 50-50 for both women. I don't think it's going to be super strong pro Becky. I don't think it's going to be super strong pro Bianca. There's going to be dueling chance, I think, throughout this matchup for both women. And so the, the crowd's going to play a big role in this. I think it's going to be split right down the middle. So, all right, uh, let's talk Pat McAfee and Happy Corbin. Do you need extra time on this one, or do you think you have an idea of who's going to win? No, we can go straight in on this one. <laughs> Give me Pat Mack for the win. You know, Happy Corbin's been on the downslide. I'm tired of the Happy Corbin gimmick. I, I want to go back to Bummy, <laughs> Bummy Corbin. <laughs> I miss it. I yeah. like. I, yeah. I do. It was great. The ketchup stain, the mustard stain. You know, bumming for money and then being ungrateful <laughs> when you get it. It was perfect. So I'm totally with them letting him lose all his money again, letting all his cars get repossessed. But I do think this would be a, a Pat Mack win because you know what's gonna happen. Pat Mack's gonna go back to the booth. Happy Corbin's going to go do whatever he needs to do. So put the win on Pat Mack. That's my pick. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel I'm going to actually side with you on this one, but I, I'm not super confident. And the reason is because Corbin losing to an announcer is, you know, it's not great for his career, but it could be an, in, it could be a way to create a character change once again for, for Corbin, who has gone through several iterations of his character uh, he's evolved, and, and and that's what you need to do. But I agree. If there's some way, if Pat wins and he beats Corbin, which, by the way, is my pick, I think that you could have Corbin go into a tailspin and somehow, you know, there, there's some there's some investigation being done with him where he there's unpaid taxes and then there's a there's a lawsuit by the IRS and then he, you know he loses all of his money. You could do do something silly like that and Corbin goes back to being to being the absolute bum. I that was something I think they could have run with another few months because every week there's just something lower and lower that he was doing that was just embarrassing. Like first of all, him growing his hair out was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, his his hairline and everyone knew it, but he had to like think about this. He had to go through like airports like this. I mean, he maybe he wore a hat the whole time. I don't know. But like he that, that's commitment. And it was just it, the the look was awesome. The disheveled white shirt that was just constantly a mess. The things they were doing like it was great, great TV. So if they could somehow get him back to being the bum, uh, sign me up. I don't care how they do it. But I think Pat McAfee gets the victory and I think it'll be a decent match. I mean, you know, it'll be okay. It's not going to be a match of the night, but Pat McAfee takes bumps. He's very, very free in that way. He kind of wrestles like Shane McMahon in a way where he's just, you know, he, he'll, he'll sacrifice his body. He's not a great technical wrestler, but he takes bumps and he'll make the guy look good. So, yeah. Uh, any thoughts on that before we move up the card here? No, I mean, like you said, it's going to make the bum ass Corbin. And uh, <laughs> I think Pat McAfee is going to, he's going to pull it off, you know, put your money on Pat. Yep. All right, here we go. Here come the big money matches. The Usos versus the Street Profits, undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship with special guest referee Jeff Jarrett. What are your thoughts? 
You're not gonna spill Jeff Jarrett. I, I didn't want to. I'm too. My brain didn't have the capacity because if I screwed it up, you know, I I didn't want to say J E double. Like I I I probably would have messed up one of the letters, so I just said Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. <laughs> well, give me obviously you the twos, we the ones. Give me the Usos. You know, the Street Profits are great. I do like the Street Profits. They do a great job. Montez Ford is the guy. But in this situation, I think you leave the belts where they are. Leave them on the Usos, the bloodline. You know, I, I'm ready for some dissension in the Street Profits. I'm ready for Montez Ford and, and Angelo to get ready to break up. This can cause a little tension. If we turn Bianca Hill, you can have her go to Montez, say you better than him, baby. Let's do your own thing and run like that. But here nor there, point is, Usos get the win. Clean win. Oh, clean. Ooh, clean. Okay. Ooh, that's that's key. Um, one, D, one D, one, two, three. Do you think this has the potential to be as good or better than their match at Money in the Bank? That was an absolute classic. I don't know because I don't know if they have the time. You know, with them. they got a lot of matches and it's a big show. It's hard to follow up. Let's be honest. It's hard to follow up. I think it'll be good. I don't know if it'll be as good. I don't think it'll be match of the night. I think that's going to be big and beyond. So I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to counter this and not just to be contrarian, but I do believe this. I, I would not put any money on this match. By the way, this month, this match actually kind of scares me from like, if I actually had real money on it, I would stay away. Uh, I'm going to go with the street profits, but like 51:49, like I'm just tipping street profits. And the reason is you have Jeff Jarrett in this matchup. If this was any old regular match, you, why are we creating special referees here? There's got to be something, some reason Jeff Jarrett's in this match. Now, I know the narrative is, oh, well, you know, uh, Corbin or uh, Corbin. Uh, we had Montez Ford have his shoulder up and then Jimmy or Jay, which I forget which one, had their shoulder up in a matchup. And that's and the, the, the referee missed it. Well, first of all. From a logical standpoint, if you have to bring in a guest referee, meaning somebody that's never done the job before, to just do the very basics of, hey, making sure the guy's shoulders are on the mat before you start counting, that's not a great, uh, that's not a great look for WWE referee, uh, you know, job performance, okay? But they're, they're bringing in Jeff Jarrett for a reason, and I, I think that Jeff will call it down the middle. They're not trying to set up an angle with Jeff to have a match with anybody, but, I, I think that Jeff Jarrett will play some kind of role that maybe a normal referee wouldn't. It just I, I just don't know exactly what that is. But to me, it looks like the Street Profits will come away with the victory here. And because Jeff Jarrett maybe doesn't put up with any of the Usos crap, they're trying to cheat or something, I don't know. Um, but to me, I agree. I'm with you 100% that the Usos, or rather the Street Profits, need to break up and I want to see Montez Ford go on a, a, a tear. I want to see him. I mean, he'll probably feud with Angelo Dawkins for a while when the split happens. Montez Ford is easily the biggest star that that uh, one of the biggest stars that WWE has in their pocket when they want to do it. But I think there's a little bit of, of juice left to squeeze out of the street profits as a tag team. I don't think they're totally done yet where people are totally sick and they're like, Oh my God, get Montez Ford out of there. They're starting to feel that way, but I don't think it's at a boiling point. And really, the tag team division as a whole is always thin, just by default. And they're one of the few credible tag teams. So I think that you're going to have the Street Profits win. Uh, Roman Reigns is going to lose his mind on SmackDown that he's, you know, they're they are disrespecting the family and you know all all that kind of thing. But uh, you know, the Usos' title reign isn't as important as Roman Reigns' title reign, and we'll get to that. 
So I think the Street Profits win. Um, and again, not confident at all, but just enough to say the Street Profits will win. And I think it's going to be a really good match. I don't think it's going to live up to the, the Money in the Bank classic, only because it's really, really difficult to duplicate a match like that, where sometimes you just have to have all the ingredients come together just at the right time with the right people and have the right amount of time. I think it's going to be a B plus to A minus match, but uh, it's going to be, I don't think wrestling wise, it's going to be a, a duplicate of Money in the Bank. So there you go. Street Profits win. And I think uh, we just talked about Jeff Garrett. I just might be wrong, but from my perspective, I think they just added him in the match for two reasons. Number one, he's from that, well, Hendersonville, which is right outside of Nashville, so I think it was a ticket sales. And also, he's going to be going against uh, Ric Flair in his last match. Yeah. Which is going to be crazy to see. <laughs> I, I don't know if I want to see that. I'm so scared for Ric Flair. Like, I'm just... I, re- I want to get tickets. I mean, honestly, that's my You'd guy. watch it? Yeah. I'd go. I mean... <laughs> You don't know want to, you know, you hate to see the last greatest hits, but I mean, if, if the man, I don't want to see him die, but I mean, if it, if it did happen, you want to be there. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, I guess that's true. Talk about a silver lining. That's a silver lining. <laughs> yeah. So if he craps out, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I was, I was in the crowd when that happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. You'll, it's, it's like you'll always remember where you were. You were doing what you were doing that moment, right? I mean, true. That is very true. You'll be there for his a absolutely historic moment. Um, uh, so, what'd you do this weekend? I was in, I was in the crowd. Rick Flair dropped dead. Uh, you know, yeah. it's like <laughs> so. Knock on wood, not wishing death on. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, and you know, like I hope he puts on a, as a a performance that it never one as safe as it could possibly be, and also. One that is an, a complete degradation of his career, and it's going to be difficult to do. How old is Ric Flair? He's got to be, he's what, 70? I think he's 73. 72, 73. But oh. I mean, think, think about his moveset. He was just body slams and chops and figure four. That's true. Yeah, I mean, he, he wasn't doing 450 splashes. And yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. That's no. true. The suicide dives, yeah. Um, so that's true. Yeah, his moveset does lend itself to to somebody of that age if you're gonna do it i guess that's as safe as a moveset as you can do but um yeah that's okay yeah all right well if, if you do go you know get your cameras out because you know you never know um we wish we would do i do wish rick for the absolute best i have to say you know and, and i'll be interested to watch it and uh, maybe i will so all right let's get to it three more matches and we'll be uh closing it out here bobby lashley versus theory the united states championship on the line who wins this? The Almighty, Bobby Lash. I think he retains um, the same reason as I picked for the last PLE. I just don't see Theory beating Bobby Queen. You know, I think Theory's going to have a, a rough night, not giving away my <laughs> predictions for later, <laughs> but I think Theory has a rough night. I think he loses to the Almighty. You know, I, that's all I got for you. Theory is a great person, though. Let me put that out there. Theory is great. 24-year-old man out there handling business. I think he's better than Randy Orton at this age. I mean, he and to not be a generational superstar, it's crazy. He, he can go on the mic. He can have the crowd in the palm of his hands. He's in four different feuds right now on two different shows with the championship being one of them, United States championship being the second one. Dolph Ziggler's getting clout just from hitting him, you know, and he's great. So, you know, Theory... He should be the the young and up and cover wrestler of the year. Great gimmick, great guy, great attitude. And, you know, I seen an interview with him. 
outside of wrestling, he's a really great guy. He's not that type of person in real life. He's genuine. He's not arrogant or cocky. I mean, he's a great person. So, you know, theory deserves it. But he's going to lose this against the Almighty. I'm with you on this one. This is a more money-safe match for those that are interested. I think that Lashley has got to be the heavy favorite here. Uh, and and I think rightfully so. But Theory, I think, is going to put up a good fight. He'll probably have a couple of moments to try to cheat to win. Lashley feels very comfortable as the United States champion. It fits where he is right now. I'd, I'd still love to see him as actual like uh, undisputed champion. I think he's capable of that. We've seen it. But if they're going to put him in a championship uh, matchup and have him be champion, certainly United States championship is a, a nice place for Bobby. Theory just doesn't have a chance. They took him out of the United States championship picture on purpose. They're not going to give him the championship back and then have him also be Mr. Money in the Bank. It gets it gets too confusing. It feels like you don't have a direction for the character. And also, like then where does Bobby go? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Bobby Lashley retains here. Theory is uh, going to lose, and uh, like you said, it could be a very <laughs> rough night. I, I think we're on the same track there for the for the for that young man. But Theory is a guy is who is well ahead of his years. I mean, he like you said, the guy is better on the mic than the most of the roster, and that's talking about some even some guys that have been there you know, five times as long as he has. He's got youth. He checks all the boxes of a guy that you'd want to build on. In terms of a future WWE champion, a future main event of WrestleMania, he really has a, you know, for all the crap we gave Vince about the segments with Austin Theory at the time in his office and the weird, like, $5 billion egg that was on his, at his desk at Survivor Series last year and, like, all this weird stuff he did with Theory, basically degradating him in his office and all that. It was really a way to elevate him, and I kind of see why Vince did. The guy can talk. He's young. He looks the part. He, Like you said, I, I haven't seen many interviews outside of this, but I'll take your word for it. If he's a genuinely good guy, he does check every box. Uh, so Theory is a guy I think that is maybe probably in 2023 going to be a uh, future WWE champion. So, Yes, and one last thing about theory. I love him. I cheer theory, but it's great to see him get his ass whooped. Yes. I mean, when Brock, I'm not a Brock fan, but when Brock lets the music here, I'm saying, yes, yes, he's for the candidate. Miss Casual fans like, you, you cheering for Brock? No, I'm cheering because theory's going to get L5 two, three times. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> And that's, that's as good of a compliment as you can give a heel, where you can respect how good he is, but you're not going to cheer him because he's a cool heel. You know, and again, I'm not going to sing along to his songs. I'm not going to sing along and to his whatever his catchphrases. I'm not going to say A-Town down. All that. No, like I want to see somebody beat his ass. Like that's a that's as big of a compliment as I can give the guy. So he's in a great space right now, and he feels comfortable. It doesn't feel like it's too much too soon. It's It's amazing. So, all right, second to last match here. Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey, SmackDown Women's Championship. Go ahead. A little time, Leo. <laughs> well, <laughs> this this one's tough for me, too, because I'm going to be honest. People like Leo. But I'm, I got one hang-up. I cannot see her beating Ronda clean. That is my biggest hang-up on the match. How does she beat Ronda Rousey clean? I don't see it. And unless... She gets help from Mahia, but even with Bailey returning, she would return face. So you would need Ronda to turn heel somewhere in the match. Well, maybe you don't. I don't know, but I'm going with Ronda. You know what I mean? That's a tough pick for me because I know Liv has 
you know, a slight momentum from the WWE universe, as they like to say. But I just don't see a beating around the queen. So give me Ron. Yeah, um, I, I'm going to say you're right 100% about that, where Liv just, I mean, there's just no way that they that anyone would believe that Liv could beat Ronda Rousey clean, It's just which which is weird to say, because usually that's what you'd say the other way around, where you, you shouldn't believe that a heel could beat a babyface clean. In this case, though, I think that Liv, while she can't beat and shouldn't beat Ronda clean, I think she somehow still hangs on to the belt. Um, I, I, now if she doesn't, Ronda Rousey's going to get, Ronda Rousey's probably going to get booed out of the building anyway. I think it's going to be a very, uh, Logan Paul reaction for Rousey. I think it's going to be that dynamic. Ronda Rousey's going to get booed and I think she's going to get booed pretty, pretty badly in this matchup. I mean, like probably 90%, 10%, uh, for her 90 against. So that said though, you know, if she's the de facto heel in this match, then you could have a returning Bailey, but you're right. How does she return as a babyface if Ronda's not really a heel? It gets kind of weird. I think Charlotte could maybe show up. You haven't heard much about her. You know, maybe Charlotte comes back to uh, exact her revenge against Ronda, but I don't think people want to see Ronda Rousey and Charlotte again. So, or maybe Liv just lucks out, and maybe she's just she gets kind of a fluke victory where, you know, uh, I, I don't want to say count out or something like that, but. I, I think that you could. You, there's got to be a third party in this. This can't just be straight up. I think Bailey does actually return in this matchup uh, to to, uh, to to distract Rousey. We get a Liv Morgan. She hits her obl- Oblivion. I think is her uh, finish. She hits her finish. She pins Ronda because of the distraction from Bailey, and that's how it happens. Because there's just no other way unless you're gonna have Liv turn heel, which isn't happening. So, which that's bad that. We're talking about a, a face champion that we don't think can beat somebody. <laughs> yeah. That shows the credibility. And last point, I feel like they're to be missed. They missed turning Ronda Hill. They should have let Liv cash in and let Ronda beat Liv. When she put in the ankle lock, should have let her win. The crowd would have totally crapped on Ronda, and they could have started her heel time. Oh, it's money. But, the, yes, yes. I was yes, waiting for it. I'm like, oh, that's right there. Do it. <laughs> yes. Yes, they missed it. But hey, all right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I, I saw it. I'm and and I was waiting, and I was like, I, I party was like, oh cool. Like I, I hate Ronda Rousey as champion, but if 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 they do this right now and Ronda taps live, the crowd's gonna lose it. I'm like, what are you waiting for? And they didn't pull the trigger. They just had her shake her hand. And it's like, what? What is this? Uh, so, it, it, really, this whole program, based on their promo and SmackDown, is built on passion. Who has more passion? Like that's it. It's very bizarre. Uh, so, all right, let's get to it. The main event, Ron, uh, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Last time, last match, last man standing. i got to make sure I say it the right way. Uh, last man standing match for the undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight 24-7 European Championship. What is your prediction on this one? I think, of you, I think we've got it based on your, your hints previously, but who wins? Hey, you know, once again, you the twos, we the one. Roman Reigns and everything. He's not going to lose this bill. Now, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Triple H taking over could change the trajectory, but I don't think so. Um, I think he's going to be Brock. I think he's going to be Drew at Clash at the Castle. I think he's going to be Randy when he comes back. I think he's going to be whoever they put in front of him until next year's WrestleMania. I don't think no bill comes off of him. I think they keep both the belts on him. He stays, you know, uh, undisputed champion. 
I know everybody says I hate it, fool. One of the belts off of him. Guess what? Deal with it. The, the <laughs> Patriots was champion for years. Deal with it. The Yankees, deal with it. It's part of life. Rick Flair was champion for three years, lost the belt for three months, and got it back for two more years. Bruno San Martino was champion for seven years, lost the belt for a couple years, and got it back for five more. It's, it's, that's how it goes. In Mr. Casual Wrestling fan world, I would have him lose the belt at next year's SummerSlam, come back at the Royal Rumble, and win it again at 2024 WrestleMania and be champion for two more years. People would ride. Like, yeah. <laughs> but deal with it. That, that's the point of your champion. That's credibility. You, we, we don't change belts every three months. You know, so... My my money's on Roman. You know, Brock, this could be his last match. They saying last this, last that. This could be his last match. So tune in. I think Theory does cash in. That'll be funny to see him beat up Theory during the match, but give you some comic relief during it. But I think at the end, which is kind of crazy to see Brock lose a last man standing match that he has to be knocked out for 10 seconds. But get ready to watch it. Do you think Ziggler shows up? How do, How does Theory fail in the cash-in? What what happens there? I, I think he just comes in during the middle of the match, and I honestly, I think Roman and Brock stop fighting each other and just start beating him up. <laughs> 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 Which would be very funny. The crowd would love it. Brock hits his L4. Roman hits the spear like they're trying to prove whose finishes are the worst. You know, you can get a little comic, then they throw him out the ring, get back to fighting, and then he comes back in and they do it again. It's, you know, it's high, high funny. You know? <laughs> Now, you might see Dolph Ziggler during the Bobby Theory match. You know, that could happen. But that's my that's my prediction, Roman Reigns and retain. What do you got? So I I'm also of the belief that Roman Reigns retains. The crowd's gonna I mean the crowd's gonna be really pissed about that because this is a big stage. I disagree. Yeah, and and people are gonna be but here's the here's the thing. I think people are getting pissed. More at creative, not necessarily at the character Roman Reigns. I think they're getting pissed at creative, and and they feel that the uh, Monday Night Raw roster, the men's roster, is getting negatively affected by Roman Reigns holding both belts when he shows up one out of every three shows, wrestled for the first time on on Monday Night Raw since September of last year, only because it's Madison Square Garden. You know, he is he's beyond an absentee champion uh, at this point, and people are just tired of that. I think if he was at least here every other week, and you know that kind of thing. Thing. It's just a, a, a problem that's compounding for a lot of fans. So, uh, with that said, I think Roman Reigns retains. I expect a very violent match, uh, a lot of you know hard-hitting chair shots and you know steel steps and going through announce tables and ladders. Maybe who knows? Um, and at the end of it, Roman Reigns retains. Do I think it's clean? Yeah, I do. I, I think it is clean, and I think Brock Lesnar goes away maybe until next year's WrestleMania. I don't think we see Brock Lesnar for quite some time after this, if ever, uh, because his uh, his his uh, uh, friend in Vince McMahon is obviously no longer with the organization, so probably Brock Lesnar goes away, I'd imagine. Roman Reigns does beat him somewhat clean, but the Usos are also a wild card, given this is, an und- this is a no-DQ match. I think that the Usos will have some say in this. But I also believe that Theory uh, will try to cash in. I think that Theory probably has a failed cash in, but doesn't actually cash in the briefcase. So where he's about, he's he's going to try to cash in when uh, both guys are down, 
and he hands it to the referee. And in exchange between the, him handing the briefcase to the referee and the bell ringing, he gets speared or F5. Therefore, the match never really started, and he keeps the briefcase, but it, he's also not capable of actually cashing in. So they kind of get the best of both worlds where he keeps the champ, he keeps the briefcase, but also it doesn't cash in because he's not capable of it because Brock F5'd him or something before the bell rang uh, for his cash in. So, uh, But the one thing that I will say, I would give it like a, a 2 out of 10 chance that at the end of this, where Roman Reigns is holding his championship up high, the crowd is booing, uh, that, and this is, this is something I'd give a small chance of, is The Rock coming out and not doing anything, as far as physical, uh, just staring at him and having a face-off. And then we don't see The Rock for a while until, obviously, they have a clo- we, we get closer to WrestleMania 39. I think that's possible of The Rock coming out just to, to set the table, so to speak, for <laughs> WrestleMania 39. Yeah, I can see that. Um, well, let me hear one of your points, because I've been talking about Phoenix wrestling fans for the past couple of days. Quick rant. Fan, wrestling fans are finicky. You're finicky listeners. You're finicky. You're wishy-washy. <laughs> Last year, people are saying, oh, I'm tired of Roman Reigns saying, insert city here, acknowledge me. Roman Reigns leaves. Ah, oh, now we don't even get Roman Reigns. They won't come to my city. Paul, <laughs> Roman Reigns, number one merchandise seller, still. Every time you can see the shows, it's Bloodline Apparel everywhere. When he goes to the shows, tickets sell out, ratings through the roof, you tune in for Roman. They're getting what they want. That's what your champion's supposed to do. He's supposed to be a draw. Less is more. And yes, it, it, it irritates some fans to say, well, we don't see him all the time. But guess what? When you do see him, it's special. Like a champion's supposed to be. Now, what I'd like to see Roman say in Cirque City here, acknowledge me every Friday and, and Monday, yes. But guess what? It's okay. Just acknowledge him when he tells you to. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm fully on the Roman Reigns train. You know, I like what he's doing. It does suck that he's not around as much. But like I said, when you see him as special, the MSG show, you got to see him three times. When the last time you seen Roman Reigns three times? And get to wrestle once. I mean, that never happens. You know, when, hadn't his last two matches been on free TV? Against Riddle on SmackDown, against uh, the triple uh, uh, six-man tag on Raw. So you're even getting free opportunities to see your champion. Appreciate what you do, what he does. Acknowledge him when he comes out. Put your ones in the air. And, and that's how I feel about it. If you don't want Roman champion anymore, you want to pull the belt off of him, stop buying his stuff. <laughs> you stop buying his stuff. Don't buy the shirt. If WWE's not making money off of him, trust me, they'll pull the belt off of him. But as long as he's still selling out, you're going to see Roman Reigns hold both belts. Yeah, merchandise sales, which is why the New Day is still together. Somehow they're, they're, they must be profitable from a, you know, a, a children's perspective because you know, they, they continue to be a, a group eight years later, which is just infuriating. But I think that Roman Reigns definitely is – the thing is – with Roman Reigns, people look at him as, you know, he, he's holding this belt hostage. And I understand that, pe- you know, that, that that's that's the point of Roman Reigns. He's supposed to piss you off. And people are saying, oh, he's here too much. Now he's not here enough. And you're never going to make anybody happy. It's just, and, and WWE knows this, that that's the way fans are. 
But I also think that you could kind of have your cake and eat it too here where you could still have him. And I know you said no to this, but you could have him take the WWE championship and you could have him uh, somehow. I don't even know how or care, honestly, how they would do it, which is just uh, just how just get it there is put the belt back on Raw. Give Raw a champion. I mean, right now they don't have a championship to compete for. And if they're not going to take the belt off of Roman until WrestleMania or beyond that, then, you know, Raw is just kind of sitting high and dry unless they also don't do the brand split this year. If they don't do the draft, which essentially has been dead for many months anyway, with people constantly crossing over for no, with no reason, no explanation, it's not even acknowledged anymore, then you, then fine. Okay, you have one championship for the like one brand. You don't have a brand split. Then I would understand a little bit more, but I think it's just more of the, that now they're negatively affecting other guys. It's not just about Roman and his story, which has been very good. It's now uh, you're hurting the career of Seth Rollins or Kevin Owens or whoever else wants to compete for that championship. When Roman is there, you know, one out of every three SmackDowns in every other pay per view. And I can understand that, but once again, if they get rid of the bland split, what will people say? If it's no more brand split, if you if it's one championship for all, you're in the same boat. And now you can't take the belt off of it. You get what I'm saying? It's like, I understand to say, well, give Raw a championship. But Raw hadn't had a champion. Let's be honest. Raw hadn't had a champion since January. Since Big E. They put it on Brock. They put it on Bobby for two weeks and put it right back on Brock. And Brock came to what? Win Raw? Before WrestleMania, so this has been a a, a problem for Raw before Roman Reigns. I'm happy with it, <laughs> and I can't see why people ain't. But I don't think that Seth Rollins would be champion if the, if the championship was on Raw. I don't think a KO would be the champion if the championship was on Raw. You yeah, know, pro- I don't think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think no guy that needs the elevation right now would be champion on Raw. So that's why I'm kind of okay with it. I wish Cody was there. If Cody was there, I'd be saying, yeah, put the championship on Raw. Let Cody hold it. <laughs> right. No, I hear you. But, yep. I think that with the Roman Reigns storyline, like, they've made their point. I mean, how much him being champion for now 700 days or 1,700 days, like, they've kind of done everything they can do with it. I feel like it's like, okay, point made. This is a historic run. Cool. Uh, yeah, we, we are. Yes, we want to see people beat up Roman Reigns. That's how we should feel. I, I and, and so they've done that. But at some point, there's got to be a breaking point where Roman runs through everyone he could possibly run through unless you're going to cycle back and do everyone again. I mean, it's just kind of like they've done almost everything they can do with Roman Reigns. It's it's reached the point where, OK, uh, can we give it to somebody else so we can actually have championship matches on pay-per-views and it, Right now, I think it's actually got a, it's while it was a, a big positive for a while, it's actually a net negative now. Even though Roman Reigns is champion, I get why there are massive benefits to that. There also are a bunch of like half the roster is being being completely hijacked by Roman Reigns and his WWE's decision to, to put both belts on both belts on Roman and then taking them and essentially sitting at home since WrestleMania. He's defended it once since WrestleMania. It's amazing. Right. Well, yes, one. You're right. <laughs> and I agree. But also, let's, let's look at the glass half full. It's giving other guys a chance to shine. 
you're getting tag team matches as main events. You're getting U.S. championship matches or Bobby Lashley main events. You're getting to see theory more. It's putting a lot of more guys in better positions that they wouldn't be otherwise. I don't think I don't think that it's actually hurting anybody to not be champion right now. I don't think it's nobody who deserves to be champion on Raw to a point where they need to build. You know, a champ. This is what a champion is supposed to be. And I think, like I said, that's the biggest problem. You see, your women's championship changed hands a lot. Vicky held it for a while, and so did Charlotte. But Roman is giving you a championship run. That, yes, it's making fans, you know, irritated because, oh, man, he's got the raw belt, too. Get the raw belt back. Well, guess what? He wants that, too. He wants all eyes on Roman Reigns. And if they get rid of the brand split, it'll really be a non-starter. I think you really would be sick and saying, oh, we never get to build off of it. Now, I agree. I see all your fans. Don't yell at your listening advice at Mr. Casual Wrestling Fan. Trust me, I get where you're coming from. I remember JBL being champion. I couldn't stand JBL. <laughs> and that, that hurt me. So if you don't like Roman as champion, I totally get how this can infuriate you and just say, God, get it over with. But guess what? It's a light in the tunnel. Roman ain't going to be champion for the next 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, but, yeah. Vince was still here, maybe. You know, so maybe you know, but you know, with Triple H coming in, it could be a change in direction. Maybe they pull both belts off of Roman. Maybe the thousand days isn't as important anymore without Vince. Who knows? But if it was up to Mr. Casual Wrestling fan, he'd be champion this time next year. Oh, oh my God! Hearing that probably just sent shivers down everyone's spine. Just imagine Roman a year from now still champion. That's uh. That's a hard pill to swallow. Um, yeah, but I, I understand. You know, I get it. And the thing is, we'll never, we'll never know really what Vince had planned and what Triple H is changing and what he's not, or maybe the storylines that Vince continued. He's gonna just see them through, or he's changed. We won't know because we don't know what Vince's original plans were versus what Triple H wants to do, or you know, we don't know. So everything, even though he's ahead of creative, maybe he's just adopting what Vince wanted to do, and he's gonna continue to do it. Who knows? Um, you know, but, uh, look, Roman Reigns as champion is probably going to be the case at least through a thousand days. I hate, I know people don't want to hear that, but they're 70 some percent of the way there. There are, well, exactly 70% of the way there. As of Sunday, they will be exactly 70%. You don't think they're just going to go that extra 30% and get to a thousand days. They're going to get there. And I know people are going to lose their minds, but it's going to happen now. Uh, well, before I get to one last thing I want to ask you, do you have anything else that you want to say about the Roman Reigns-Brock Lesnar matchup? Really quickly, if they're getting to Roman Reigns holding the belt a thousand days, he has to be champion this time next year. <laughs> so get uh, ready. Yeah, I'm not good at <laughs> that math. That was pretty <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a thousand and fifty days next year this time. So. Oh, God. Yeah, that's very true. All right. Yeah, I, I'm going to eat those words, but I, I could see WWE doing it because they love themselves some round numbers. And when, really, when is the next time you're going to have this opportunity to even talk about a thousand-day champion? You're never going to have this opportunity again, at least I don't think, in the modern era. Fans don't have the patience for it. Somebody like this, like Roman Reigns, like the run he's had, comes 
along once in a generation. I'm not saying he's a generational star like Stone Cold or The Rock. He's not quite that. But in terms of being able to put it on somebody that you, you can trust and it feels right and it's, he's on a hell of a run, you're not going to have this opportunity again. So I think they're looking at it as we either do it now with a thousand day run or we don't maybe ever get this opportunity again for, you know, 10 years, 20 years. Uh, so he might retire afterwards. This thing of Roman lost this time next year and retired. Mm. And just hung it up and said, Hey, that's enough. Mm-hmm. Greatest run ever. Yeah. It, it, one, it, this will go down. You know, once he drops the belt, I mean, I'm sure they're doing, you know, documentaries and filming crews and all that. They should, because this is a historic run. Absolutely. And, and, and there will be eventually some massive documentary, uh, done on this run with Roman Reigns and the behind the scenes stuff and, and Roman's comments on it. Maybe they do like, you know, day 100, day 200, three, four, five, six, seven. You know, th- they could do a nice documentary on this. So, all right. Let's, uh, I got to ask you one more thing. A match that's not even on the card because it's, it was taken off. Riddle and Seth canceled and the reason that we're going to be given is because riddle was injured from the attack from seth on raw which is a kayfabe it's not real but uh that will be the reason we're given so uh that said with rollins supposedly now it's not confirmed here on the on the card but if rollins does have somebody that he's going to face at SummerSlam, or he has some kind of impact he has to show up at SummerSlam. it'd be really disappointing if he doesn't what does he do, or who does he face? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> good question. Tough, well, let right? me say this. Yeah. yeah. First, I, I don't know why they took the match off the card. I don't I don't think they was going in cold. I think they had a good storyline leading up. I was going to choose Riddle to win. You know, I thought that would have been a good spot to put Riddle over. I don't know who they let him face. Um, I don't know where Randy Orton is with his injuries, supposedly. That would be a great candidate for me. That'd probably be my number one candidate. If Randy Orton came out there to face him, forget Riddle. That's <laughs> <laughs> Randy. But outside of Randy, I mean, I don't. It don't make sense for Edge. It don't make sense for a lot of people. The KO don't make sense. Cody. Yeah, I was thinking the only thing, and I know Cody. I know, but the, here's the thing. Cody, I, I still don't think it's going to happen, but. Given the fact that he was able to compete with that injury, I don't think he'd be stupid enough to risk it if it wasn't safe, I would hope. But WWE, I think, a lot of times overinflates what they tell fans about the the injury recovery time. And they purposefully do that because when the, the star comes back earlier, it's more of a surprise it makes them look like they're superhuman. Like, he, you know, we said he was going to be out for nine months and he's back in four. When in reality, the the recovery time was three to four months. You know, that's probably what the doctor is saying. Now, I'm not a doctor. I don't know exactly what was done on Cody. I don't know exactly the diagnosis. I wasn't the one doing the surgery. I am not the one advising him of the recovery time. But I think there's a small chance because they wouldn't cancel this match with uh, Riddle end Monday Night Raw on the go-home show to SummerSlam and then cancel this match if they didn't have a really big reason for it. And could it be Cody Rhodes? Really small chance if some miracle he's actually okay to compete or at least confront Seth if he comes out for a promo. Maybe, uh, you know, we have Cody Rhodes show up in some capacity. I think that's possible. Maybe they don't fight, but he confronts them. Uh, Or we have Randy, like you said. I think Randy's closer than than, uh, Cody Rhodes is to returning. I just can't imagine SummerSlam with Seth not on it and, and, you know, purposefully having this match canceled just to have Seth set at home. 
I'll say this. If it's Cody, I'm here for it. I'd love to see Cody. I hope. How long has it been? When has it been? What, two, three months? Uh, it was Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell. What was that? Two pay PLEs ago. Two, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, right at three months. Well, no, because these two is kind of close. So, two months. I don't know. I mean, if he could come back, I'm for it. Even in a promo capacity. I'd love to see it. Cody Rhodes, that's my favorite paper. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's great. I feel bad for Seth. I mean, it seems like Seth is always in the background. You know, I hear people saying put him in a triple threat match with Brock and Roman, but I don't want to see that. I mean, I want Seth to have his own path, and I think Seth and Riddle would have had a great match. I mean, they both do really good together, but if it ain't Riddle, if it ain't Randy, give me Cody. I'll take Cody. I think the more that I talk about it, I think what will happen is we get Seth coming out, maybe not in a match. And again, guys, maybe it's announced on SmackDown or something that Rollins does have a mystery opponent on, on at, the, at the event. And if that's the case, then obviously we're totally wrong here, or at least what my prediction is is totally wrong, that we have Rollins come out. If he doesn't have a scheduled match, he comes out, he starts running his mouth about how he injured Riddle. He does his laugh. The people sing along to his music. He's dressed ridiculously, which I love his outfits. And then uh, we have Cody Rhodes music hit and he comes out and, uh, you know, in a sling and, you know, there's no physicality, but he cuts a scathing promo on Seth about when he's back, what he's going to do to him. Cody Rhodes is very capable of, 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 you know, verbally sparring with the best of them. And I think that that's possible where there's no physicality, given that Cody can't do anything. But there's a way to set up a match that could that could happen at Rumble or the way all the way to WrestleMania. I think there's there's something that you could do there, um, you know, but that's my thought. As long as it's not Ezekiel or Elias. Oh, God. Please. <laughs> That's the only victory Seth has gotten lately is over Ezekiel. I mean, it's amazing. So, yeah. And I feel like Ezekiel still. Shout out to Ezekiel. And, and when they did the Elias thing, that was cool. But, yes, now I'll take Cody. I'll take Randy. Outside of that, I don't know who you put against Seth. Like you said, I started him coming out and just talking crap. And I love his songs. So I'm singing along, too. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. I think unintentionally it's a sing-along song. I mean, it, the fans just gravitated to it. As a heel, you don't want people to sing along to your stuff. They shouldn't be, you know, doing you know, nursery rhymes with you. It just shouldn't happen. But it's something that I think when if Seth ever turns babyface, this this song is going to explode. It already has. But uh, so beyond everything that we've talked about, is there anything uh, SummerSlam wise that you wanted to to bring up that could happen, would happen, should happen? How about I ask you this? They go a question for you. Who do you think surprises us at SummerSlam? Are there any surprise experiences? I know you said possibly The Rock, possibly Bailey. Yeah. Anybody else? Mm, I, I, yeah, I mean, so in terms of returns, big returns, big surprises, here's the order in which I think the likelihood of each return will happen. I think Edge is almost a guarantee. I'd say like a 90% chance of Edge returning, maybe even higher than that. I think Edge is, if you're going to talk about returns, Edge is at the top of the possibility list. I think Bailey is a next uh, chance of coming back. I'd give her like 50%, 50-50 that she returns at SummerSlam. Then I would give Charlotte maybe like a 40% chance of returning at uh, at SummerSlam. I'd give Randy Orton uh, maybe like a 25% chance of returning. And then I'd give The Rock like a you know 10 to 20% chance of returning to confront Roman Reigns to set up WrestleMania 39. So uh, outside of that, I don't know who else could possibly be returning from a, an injury standpoint or a debut standpoint. I, I just 
Yeah. Oh, and Cody Rhodes. I'd give Cody Rhodes like a 30% chance of, of coming out if Seth Rollins doesn't have a scheduled match. So what about you? It's fun. It's fun to have. If we still talking about The Rock, I mean, years later. <laughs> we've been, we've been oh, forever. We've been yeah. guessing The Rock coming back for, oh, Lord, well, 2021. And then we said, okay, now we're out of COVID. He's coming back for real. Now we're in the well, stadium. One of you these know, times we have to be right. I mean, so we keep to predicting it. We're going to be right at some point. Hey, a broke clock's right twice a day, right? That's right, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm in the boat with your picks. Um, uh, Edge, yeah, I think Edge is a big pick to come back. I mean, it's funny we didn't see no vignette for him this week, though. That's we'll yeah, say that. Yeah. And maybe they'll give us one on SmackDown. But, yeah, Edge how on that, Bailey how on that. It's hard with Charlotte because you know she's going to be in town anyway. But I don't see them. She's not going to interfere in the live match because her and Ronda, they went twice already or three times, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so I don't want to see that no more. So, yeah, I agree. Bailey, high chance. Edge, high chance. Rock, 1%. Yeah. That's where it's at for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't think of anybody else possibly returning. And, uh, it, you know, if I was to be a, just a common sense, most likely what's going to happen, you'll just have an edge return uh, and, and probably no others. You know, uh, but I hope that WWE has a few tricks up their sleeve. They do have a few other returns in mind. And do I think all of these are going to happen? No, I'd give, again, like two out of the five that I just gave you are, are going to happen. Uh, and I think that edge and Bailey are at the top of that list. So, um, all right. Well, very good. I think this is a lot of fun. You and I need our, need our sleep now, uh, because we are both tired from our, our day of work and, uh, family and everything else. So, uh, b- but before we go guys, if you haven't checked out the mailbag yet, please do the uh, casual wrestling fan and Mrs. Casual wrestling fan do a takeover show every single PLE slash pay-per-view week. So the next one will be at Clash of the Castle, which I think uh, when the hell is Clash of the Castle? Is, is it like the like end of September? I don't. I think it's August. It's bizarre. It? I think uh, I have to Google this because I think Clash of the Castle in Wales is. Uh, let me do it. Clash of the Castle. It is. Uh, why isn't it telling me what it is or when it is? Oh, so oh no 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 it is. It's September third. I thought it was at the end of August. So September third in Cardiff, Wales. Yeah. So that'll be the next time, guys, that uh, the takeover show will take place. But before we go, do you have anything else that you uh, that you wanted to close with? Let me do two things real quick. Let me give some quick shout outs. And then I got one one request from you. You don't give some clickbait. But okay. first, let me give a shout out to Tommy S. Casual Wrestling Crew. Shout out to the patron Casual Wrestling Crew. Shout out to my boy Detroit Cow, Casual Wrestling Crew. Shout out to Permafire Cow. Man, we read your letter right here on the show, man. I expect some love for that. Uh, shout out to Trash Man Tweety over at WTFW Podcast. They do a good job. Shout out to me and me. And real quick, uh, Grim Reefer, too. He real cool. So shout out to him, Alex, the French guy. He cool, too. Now, Matt, let's give the people some clickbait. Okay? I'm ready. Let's give them. You can, you can prelude this at the beginning of your show, and you ain't going to want to do it. But come on, Matt. Say Gunther. I Come on, come I, I, on! I, I you can't. Got one in you. Boom. I can't. I can't. I, 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 my, my mind, my heart, my soul will not allow it. I can't do it. I should. You got it. <laughs> I can't do it, man. You can, you can say it at the beginning. You can say, "Hey, listen in." I say that. I say a special word. Boom. <laughs> I, I refuse. I refuse. Uh, I mean, I, your connection's breaking up. I, I don't know. It's telling me. I, uh, I think my, my my laptop's at one percent. I I'm just about to say it too. So 
Oh man, <sighs> maybe one of these days. Maybe you know what I'll do is just like have a few drinks before I come on here. That's our. That's your best chance, everybody, for me to get there is if I have like you know a few beers before I come on the show, which could also be very disastrous for this podcast. But you'd also you might get that out of me. So there's that. So. Uh, Ugh, I can't. I can't do it. If the fans want it enough, maybe I will. Maybe you guys want to take a vote or something. I don't know. We'll see. There it is. And also, everybody been wanting you to join Michael Ritter in the the fantasy football league we doing. So join in. Oh, I did get something on that. Yeah, I, I have my own fantasy league here with some of my friends and family. But uh, yeah, I've I've gotten really into that the last few years. So uh, is that on the uh, on the Discord chat or something? Yes, sir. All right. All right. Cool. Very good, guys. Well, uh, and very good. Scott Wrestling fan, a lot of fun here. So enjoy the event and uh, looking forward to our next conversation, hopefully sooner than later. Sounds good. Remember, everybody, you the twos, we the ones. Mr. Cash Wrestling fan for Mr. Cash Wrestling fan. And hey, man, you can end us out of here. Absolutely. Thank you so much, buddy. We'll be in touch and uh, looking forward to seeing what you have to say in the Discord server. So you have a good night. Yes, sir. You too. Take care. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show. Or head to WWEPodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to Patreon.com slash WWEPodcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.